You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. The Awesome Podcast Network presents The Republic City Report, a Legend of Korra podcast. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. Put your hands together for your host, Republic City correspondent, Tim Bridgewater Bender. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of Republic City Report, Legend of Korra podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater Bender. I am back with a brand new episode here. I just want to caution you guys, though, it won't be very long. Uh, I just kind of had to return because, as I'm sure you all know at this point, that uh, Nickelodeon has officially released the trailer for Book 4, the official trailer, which, of course, Book 4 will be back in a week. Uh, so we don't have long to wait, but I just wanted to come back and get my thoughts on it. And plus, I hadn't talked to you guys in a couple weeks ever since the last episode. In case you missed that, I did do an episode uh, just kind of giving my thoughts on the announcements about the fact that book four was actually going to debut in October. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more detailed uh, thoughts on that. But basically, you know, it was something that was kind of shocking, of course. But at the same time, we weren't too surprised by that because all the signs had pretty much been pointing to stuff like that. Right. I mean, it it started with Nickelodeon airing two episodes of Cora a week. That was the first sign. The second sign was them moving into online distribution. The third sign is now that they're rushing this last season so they, they can get it out of the way. But no matter how angry that may make some of us it's still better than it just being canceled, right? So at least we still get our book four. So you can only be so upset about it. Um, I'm upset that they're doing this to the show, but I can never be upset about the fact that we're just getting more core episodes and we're getting them faster than normal. So I have to be happy about that. And I am, and I've kind of gotten over it. Now I'm just ready to have my show back uh, sooner than later. So I want to come on here and give my thoughts on book four and talk to you guys and see if there was anything else you wanted to talk about uh, before book four starts. Uh, you can get your emails in and everything. Give me your thoughts on the trailer. Of course, I want to remind you guys and let any new listeners know that this is a listener, a listener uh, feedback sort of a podcast, which means I, I rely heavily on emails on most of the episodes. Uh, so if you want to send me an email, giving your thoughts or concerns or pose any questions or theories, please send me an email at republiccityreport at gmail.com. Uh, during book four, I do have to say this. Uh, if I start to get as many emails again as I did during book three, I may have to start cutting some of them out and or ask you guys to maybe keep your emails a little bit shorter. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I may even try to do something new. In terms of that, I'm not exactly sure yet, but for now, it's still Correspondence. Remember, Core with a K, Correspondence. Uh, that's the name of the segment. And I'm actually going to do that first on this episode because I do have an email. It's only one. And since this is not going to be that long of an episode, kind of switch things around. I do the email first, and then I'm going to go through the trailer. I'm going to watch it here, pause it every couple seconds, and give my thoughts and opinions and theories on what what it is i'm seeing and you guys can email me let me know what you think or if you agree or disagree you can get those in in time for the next episode which of course will i suppose be about a week or so from now so 
I hope everybody's been doing great. Let's get into it. Uh, I have an email here from Lauren. Lauren is a longtime listener. Hi, Lauren. Uh, Lauren sent me an email. This was an email that was about uh, my book three finale episode. So not the past episode, but the one before that. Um, so Lauren got around to listening to that and she sent me an email and it says, Hey, Tim, Lauren here. I hope you're doing well. I just listened to your podcast for book three's finale. It was awesome. Your comment about the metal clan being a band name made me laugh. LOL. That was awesome. I love the finale. I cried a lot while watching it. My favorite scenes were between Korra and Tunrock. I especially love the scene when they share a hug before Korra goes to give herself up in exchange for the airbenders. When Tunrock called Korra sweetheart, my heart melted. Then during the scene in the cave when Tunrock was holding Korra and begging her to hang on, I lost it. I love their bond. I was in tears when I thought Zaheer had killed Tunrock. I'm so glad Kuvira saved him. Then she hit on him, lol. I felt so bad for Kor when she believes I hear killed her father. I'm so glad Senna was there for Kor. I'm disappointed she didn't talk to her though. Hopefully that will be rectified in book four. I can't wait for it. The three things I want to see in book four are Senna and Kor spending time together and Senna helping with Kor's recovery. I also want to see Zuko's daughter. I would like to see more friendship between Korra and Asami. I felt so bad for Korra by the end of the finale. I just wanted to hug her. So what about you? What do you want to see? Lauren, as always, thank you so much for your email. Um, and another part of the reason why I want to read your email first here, because, well, we can kind of maybe see if some of these things that you mentioned are going to uh, kind of be hinted at in a trailer. And we may actually end up seeing some of those things in book four. So let me just see your email again here. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you cried a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people had that reaction and, and I got, I got pretty emotional myself, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a very emotional episode. I mean, just, uh, just everything, the way it played out and with core kind of being down and out, but then rising and, you know, the, these, those moments of great power always get to me. And it's part of reasons why I love Dragon Ball Z so much, and another, and part of the reason why I love Avatar so much. Last Air been there. There are these mo the moments where the hero just somehow just you know triumphs and 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 shows this great power. You know that that makes me more emotional than say someone getting killed or something like that's just that's just my weak my weakness there. So there was a lot of that. I mean, we had we had the moment where Korra, you know. She she was weak, but she you know she did what she had to do. She defeated Zahir, and it was just just an awesome awesome finale. Uh, now, of course, um, you know you kind of talk about some of the things about what you want to see in terms of book four. Um, yeah, I would I would like to see all of those things. Um, you, you mentioned you know seeing maybe Senna helping Korra with her recovery. Um, you know, right now, we don't know, because, of course, if you've watched the trailer, you know, we're being led to believe that it's going to take place three years later. Uh, now, at this point, we don't know if that's going to be immediately or if that's going to be something that, you know, we'll we'll get one or two episodes that take place in the present time. And then maybe they'll jump three years or they'll just jump three years. But the way they show the trailer it seems like going to jump three years. But I'll, I'll get to more of that in a second. Uh, you also want to see more friendship between Korra and Asami. And yeah, see the, the thing, a lot of these things that you're saying, right? Um, the interesting thing about this trailer is that if it does in fact take place three years later, the, the book four takes place there. 
Um, we'll get to see this completely new side of everyone's friendships, right? And we'll get to see in their relationships, see how they evolve. So with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and get into the trailer because I feel like I just keep <laughs> kind of dancing around that. But so if you just want to queue it up with me, of course, you can go to Nick.com uh, and find the book four official trailer there. If you just kind of want to watch it along with me at the same time, just to kind of see what I'm seeing and everything. Of course, you can do that. So I've already got it queued up and I'm going to hit play right now. Okay, so of course we're starting off immediately. They're kind of giving us a refresher of what happened at the end of book three. We've got a voiceover by Tenzin. Uh, and once again, it's just kind of just kind of summing up what, what happened last time. Now, of course, this trailer does not have the desired effect, right? At least not that part of it. Because we just saw book, <laughs> we just saw book three tra uh, finale a couple weeks ago, you know. Now, had it been a year since book three or six months, that part of the trailer would be a lot more effective, right? Because, you know, obviously, I'm sure they made that. They may have made this trailer before they realized that book four was coming out so soon, and you know, I don't think any of us even need a refresher because it's only been like a month. But. You know, I mean, it's still good that they put it in there just to kind of sum it up, but it loses its emotional impact because we just saw that, at least for me. Um, and then, of course, we get some text on the screen that says three years later. And these these Legend of Korra trailers are always so <laughs> I, I mean, I love them all because of the content that we get to see. But as a trailer, they don't function very well for me. I mean, because they're just clips, right? They're just clips. You don't, and, and a lot of times you don't even get any dialogue. It's just like this one's just other than Tenzin's voiceover at the beginning is just clips from the show set to music. And it's just kind of weird, you know, because usually with trailers, you get a little dialogue. I'm not saying it's necessary, but I'm just saying that it's just a little it to me. It adds kind of a little cheapish sort of a vibe to the trailer, which I've never understood why they edit them like that with no dialogue. I mean. It's arguable they may say, well, we don't want to give anything away, so we don't put any dialogue in there. Or since this isn't a trailer for one episode or one movie, it's a trailer for several episodes, then they won't be able to tell a story in it because, well, it takes place over so many episodes. I'm sure it's some reason like that, but that still makes it kind of a weird experience. Um, but yeah, so three years later, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um Right off the bat, I can say that I did not expect this at all. <laughs> I, I there's I, not for one second that I expect that this book would take place in the future, that they would jump time on it. Um, and I have to say that I'm kind of excited at the thought of it. Right. And, you know, I just we all I think most of us just assume that it was going to pick up right where it left off, where book three left off. after we get to watch Cora go through her recovery and all those things. And, and, and they may still address that. I mean, in the first episode, like I said, they may not jump directly three years later from, you know, the first second of of episode one of book four. I mean, they may do it. They may not. They may take some time and show us uh, Core's recovery or they may show us that later through flashbacks, which I would do it like that. Right. I would do it that way. I would start off. I would start off the season three years later. We see what Cora is now. And then through a chain of events that happened later on, we slowly start to see what happened during her recovery time, because maybe there are these things that trigger 
her flashbacks, right? And that way you're kind of you're kind of giving the the audience the answers that they may want for that, but you're making them wait for it and maybe using it somehow to tie into something that could be going on in that storyline as well. You know, maybe there maybe she's going through something new 3 years later that's triggering these flashbacks of what happened during her recovery time and then we get to see that. And that way you're taking something like that and, and using it in a more effective way in terms of telling of storytelling as opposed to just you know, starting off the episode with that. So if they're smart, which they very are, they'll do, they very much are, they'll do something like that. But I'm excited at this three years later thing because what it does is, well, it gives us a whole new viewing and perspective of our characters in in, in certain ways, right? Because we, we know that things will have to have changed. These characters will have gone through changes in that time. So it gives us a new environment in some ways, new perspective, maybe even a new tone to things to see where they've they've come in three years. And not only that, if this is the actual final season of the franchise, then it advances the story enough to where we kind of get to see what happens to some of our characters. Right. Like maybe this season Cora will have a love interest. Uh, maybe Bolin will have a love interest. Or, I mean, he already had a love interest, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. But you see what I'm saying is that it, it puts you in a situation to where thing your characters have already changed so much, so it gives you something new to look at. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how these characters have changed, how they've evolved from where they were at the end of book three till now. So those are some of the advantages to advancing your story uh, and then it kind of gives you a get out of jail free card in some ways, because um, then you have to question, well, how how realistic is it that a new threat would arise right after the Red Lotus was defeated? Right. So maybe they have three years of peace. You know, I keep I bring up Dragon Ball Z every now and then, but Dragon Ball Z used to do that a lot. Like in between seasons, they would go two or three. The story would jump two or three years of them just having peace. Right. Because it doesn't make sense that someone would come to destroy the earth and then like someone else would come destroy the earth and then someone else would come. You know, there's got to be some time in there for it to make sense. So the, the I'm, I'm saying all this to get this point across is that I think these are the reasons why they decided to jump time here. So. I guess we'll see what happens. Okay, on with the trailer. Okay, the first thing we get here is a shot of Korra cutting her hair off. Um, rest assured that that's going to be uh, symbolic in some sort of a way, right? Now, we don't know if that's going to happen before the three years or at the end of the three years, but that's going to represent something. We don't know yet. We can speculate on it. You know, maybe it's, some, it's showing a change in her. It's showing some type of a growth in her. Um, it may be representative of, you know, just something she went through over the course of those three years. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. And then the actual title comes up book four balance, uh, which hasn't, is that an earth? Is that an earth kingdom symbol behind that? I just, I just really noticed that, um, Someone send me an email at republiccityreport at gmail.com if you have a theory on that. But I'm pretty sure that's that's some variation of the Earth symbol, right? I'm talking about when the title comes up on the screen, it says Book 4 Balance. It looks like some variation of Earth Kingdom. So I don't know if that means most of the story is going to take place in Earth Kingdom, which looking at this trailer, it does kind of seem that way. Okay, I'm hitting play. <clears throat> Let's see. 
um, the final season. Okay, so they they pretty much say it there, but we don't know if that's the final season of the series. I mean, I'm sorry, of the the actual saga, the franchise as a whole. You know, we don't know if it's going to end here, and maybe they'll come back with some other Avatar story. But I have a pretty strong feeling that it's going to end here. Okay, so we get a couple quick shots there. One being, of course, uh, looks like Kai and. Okay, wait a second. I have to rewind it because I kind of missed that because I was talking. Um, Kai and, well, I don't know. Who is that? Maybe that's a new character. Kai and some female earthbender because she has green eyes. Uh, I mean, that could be Opal, but it just doesn't look like Opal from this angle. But it's probably Opal unless they got some new airbending <laughs> earth kingdom uh, person in, in that time but most notably here they have these wingsuits which is really cool so once again three years you know jump three years into the future you you have to show progression you have to show the change you have to, and that includes technology right so there'll be some new things that we'll see there like maybe as opposed to air gliders they now have these cool suits because remember now the earthbenders are going to kind of be like jedi you know just wandering nomads just going around the earth uh fighting for peace so you know once again you always got to show some evolution in your characters that is a very good way of showing that uh okay and then we get to see which you know we're, we're going to cons we're going to assume that that's kuvira right in the earth kingdom army there uh who you know is looking like she's going to be the main antagonist through this trailer but of course we don't know that, but there's there's obviously a reason why they brought her up at the end of at the end of book three. Right. We all of a sudden got this emphasis on Kuvira all of a sudden, which is obviously is going to have to mean something. Um, and then it looks like Korra is fighting. Mean, we get a, We get a shot of Korra. I think that was Korra throwing a punch. I'm sorry. Like, it's kind of these these shots are really quick. And obviously, you know, these characters can kind of start to look alike at times. And Cora cut her hair, so that's different too. But the thing about it is that Cora looks like she's wearing a green shirt. So uh, it looks like there's going to be a lot more hanging out in the Metal Clan and that kind of stuff this season. Okay, and then we get the shot of these mechs, right? These big mechs, these mech suits, robots, which we haven't really seen anything like that since book one with uh, Hiroshi Sato, uh, Asami's father, right? The future industries guy. So, you know... He may be coming back into the picture somehow because I don't did they ever say what happened to him. I think maybe he went to prison or something like that. Well, three years have passed. Maybe he's out. Uh, maybe he's back up to his old tricks again. Then we get a couple shots here. Quick shots. Let's see. We've got Korov doing some fire bending. We've got what looks like to be Opal uh, doing some fighting or some training. Um, a lot of Metal Clan stuff here, like Bolin. We, we're seeing Bolin and he's pretty much dressed in metal city metal clan uh uniform so i wonder if he and opal got married right three years later who knows they could be they could be married now maybe he's just become a permanent resident of of uh Zalfu. so that would be interesting once again jumping ahead in time allows them to just kind of skip over some of that stuff and get to new and more and potentially more interesting stories a lot of this mech stuff's going on we got some shots of cora once again some shots of I'm guessing it's Kuvira, who once again, you know, the, from these angles that they're showing her, just kind of looking like she may be the main antagonist. Um, we got some guy swinging on a rope. I couldn't tell who that was. Some more shots of some flying airbenders here. 
more opal stuff, more Korra. Uh, Asami is fighting someone on top of an airship, looks like. She's still got her equalist glove. Um, and she's like knocking some guy off. Uh, more mech suit action. Bolin lava bending. Um, yeah, so, okay, yeah, I mean, we, we really are getting a lot of Kuvira in this trailer, and once again, I'm assuming that's Kuvira, if I'm wrong, well, I mean, we'll find out really soon, but the action definitely looks pretty hype here, and um, we've got a shot here of, uh, is that Miki, Il Milo, and Janora there? It is. Okay, and Janora's hair has grown back. So <laughs> everyone who was freaking out about Janora looking weird with a bald head, I think we all knew she was going to grow her hair back. I mean, you know, so now we get a nice shot of her and Iki, Milo, and uh, which, may, which may be um, which which may be Oogie or it could be one of the other bison. Maybe it's just kind of grown up over the course of the three years. But uh, I mean, they're all flying here, basically. I mean, yeah, they're wearing the wingsuits, so they're not. They're not going to be flying, per se, like Zahir. Okay, they're going to be somehow manipulating wind under these wingsuit, one of these, these wingsuits to, to, to fly. Uh, but once again, you know, it's a nice it's a nice thing to think about because, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's kind of one of the things I talked about before, you know, I've, I've always kind of wondered why the airbenders couldn't fly, you know, using air somehow, you know, I mean, so... The creators probably took note of that and said, well, let's give them these wingsuits. And now that'll kind of make things a little more, um, you know, less questionable there. OK. Um, oops. Got to turn the volume down on that. OK. So a uh, quick little shot of Cora. OK. But she's standing there. It was a, it was obviously a vision. we got a shot of Cora just kind of standing there um, in the avatar state with the chain around her arm and everything. So, you know, once again, I expect Cora to be reflecting on that because it was a very bad time in her life, obviously. I mean, at the end of book three, she was pretty messed up. So she'll still be dealing with that throughout book four. And that'll somehow play a part in this change in her that maybe caused her to cut her hair. Okay, we got a shot. That's that could have been Opal. We okay, so there was a shot. There was a shot just now of Cora in a wheelchair. And she still had long hair. So once again, that in some way, that's going to tell us that either we're going to see some of that recovery time in a flashback or they'll just start off the season with the end of book three um, and, and take it from there. Let's see. OK, we got some quick shots there. Uh, OK, we got a shot here of Zuko and we can assume that that's Zuko's daughter, the Fire Lord sitting along with the president of Republic City as, and as well as Tenzin. So they're attending some type of a, a ceremony or something here because they're sitting down and there's like the so, there's an army behind them. So it'll be interesting to see what this is exactly. Once again, we've got more Korra there. Okay, we get we're going to get some Katara. We didn't get any Katara at all in book three, right? Like I, at all, I don't think. So we get we do get a quick shot here of some older waterbender sitting next to a pool of water, uh, probably doing their water, the healing. She's healing someone who's in the pool. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, it's Katara. So we get to see Katara again this season, which is good. I mean, the interesting thing about this season is that if it's going to be the final one, you know, you can't have us, with, you can't leave us with any questions. So we need to see Aang again. We need, we need, we need uh, Korra to, to, to somehow get her ties back to her previous lives. Because we need to kind of wrap some of this stuff up. I mean, if this is going to be the final season, expect a lot of things, a lot of closure to come about. Um, let's see. Okay, <laughs> was that was 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 Julie inside of a mech suit? I, I think we got a shot of Julie in a mech suit. Okay, if you remember Julie, she's like basically, um, she's basically like Varric's uh, assistant. So it looked like her in a mech suit. So is Varric somehow tied in to this mech suit warrior thing? You know, maybe it's him. Maybe he's the one supplying these armies with these mech suits, and it's not. Uh, Sato because wait a second and see now I'm remembering something Th was there not a point to where he said that he bought future in industries or something I think I think future industries was going bankrupt because Sato was a criminal um, and then Varric maybe s swooped in there and bought it or something like that my memory's a little bit fuzzy but I think I do remember something like that so um, yeah so that would explain a lot she could just be doing a test run for him or something of that nature. We also get this shot of Korra standing behind someone in front of this big temple with two white lotus guards in front of it. So that could be anything in there. <laughs> um, let's see. We've got some lava. We get a shot of Varric. We get to see Kai doing some air bending there. Uh, the only thing I didn't see here, and of course it almost it basically ends before the title sequence with a shot of Core in the spirit world. Um, I didn't see Mako. Now, I, now granted, I could have missed it, and maybe he was just wearing something different, so I didn't realize it was him. But it's interesting that there was no clear shots of of him in there. Now, you know, once again, I'm not I'm not going to catch everything here because I'm just kind of watching it and I don't want this podcast to be forever. Uh, but we I don't know, like Lin could have been in there. Su Yin could have been in there. And maybe I just maybe I just didn't see him because, you know, we, we got a lot of Earth Kingdom stuff going on. So I'm sure all of our, our favorite characters will be back. But one of the more interesting things about this trailer um, is the fact that it ends and this isn't a big surprise because they kind of mentioned it. It's a shot of Korra and she's holding some fire in her hand and she seems to be in some sort of a cave and she says something about, uh, is that you, Toph? Or something of that nature. So we'll finally get to see Toph Beifong this book. Great. Awesome. Which, you know, we knew that was going to happen because they talked about her in the last season and we knew she was still alive. So it'll be great to see her and see what she's up to. So a uh, pretty epic trailer, I have to say. Um, it's only about a week away, so we don't have long to wait until that that gets uh, cranked up. So my final thoughts on this are is that I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm very excited to see what has happened over this course of three years and what has gotten our characters to this point that they're at right now. You know, it'd be interesting to see what kind of relationships have formed and evolved and changed if Kai and Janora's relationship has turned into anything, what is the deal with Mako and Korra and Asami? If that if that love triangle has ever has, has worked out at all, is Zaheer still in prison? What exactly is Kuvira's role in all of this? Um, 
to see how far Opal has grown. Opal and Kai have grown as airbenders will be interesting to find out. Um, uh, what else? To see, you know, what exactly Cora has been going through this whole time and what exactly caused her to cut her hair and what's, you know, because a lot of these shots is Cora looking very depressed and very just kind of beaten and broken and, uh, and, and most importantly, we, we have to find out they're calling this book balance. Why do you think that is uh, what it, what is going to happen at the end of this season? At the end of this series, is Cora going to die? You know, is that is that how you truly bring balance to the world? You get rid of the avatar completely. What what is she finally going to do here to earn the title? The Legend of Cora? you know, optimistically, this will be the most exciting season thus far. Uh, it kind of sucks that we have to watch it online with terrible streaming and all that, but at least we're getting it and that I'm happy about. So I'm sure I left something out of all that in the trailer. Uh, if there's anything in particular you want to bring up that I may have left out, send me an email at republiccityreport at gmail.com. I'm kind of rushing through this a little bit because I have to get up really, really early in the morning. Um, but yeah, so send me an email. Don't forget, I have a Facebook page, Facebook page, um, is facebook.com slash Republic City Report. You can head over there, give that page a like. I'll start to post a lot more things in there, the more likes that I get. Um, so in the meantime, once again, uh, you can go to awesomepods.com if you want to check out some of the other podcasts that we have as well. I do another podcast called Geekly Dose. We talk about nothing but geek stuff. So if you're just a geek and you just want to talk about video games and movies and comic books and all that kind of stuff, you can head over there and check that out. Um, but I think that's about it for this episode. Once again, send me an email if you have any thoughts or concerns and questions you want to ask. Uh, so other than that, I will see you guys uh, at some point next week after the premiere airs. So once again, get your emails in. So until next time for Republic City Report, I am Tim Bridgewater Bender. And thank you guys and I'll see you next time. Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.